The Africa Climate Summit kicks off from over a thousand cities in 126 countries. Care Africa brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse and everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Adong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ruth Adong. Africa Climate Summit has kicked off in Nairobi, Kenya. The summit being held under the theme Driving Green Growth and Climate Finance Solutions for Africa and the World is a critical juncture for the African continent to mobilize action. The lead UN Climate Change Conference, COP28, in November. The organizers hope that this time around, they will come up with strategies for attracting climate finance to Africa rather than present Africa as a victim of floods, drought, and famine. In this episode, the Executive Secretary of the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change, Simon Stale, talks why development should be a priority, but also why we need to keep in mind that climate disasters can wreck years of development. This summit for Africa, by Africa, will help us tackle the climate crisis we see and feel all around the world. I speak to you today not just as the head of the UNFCCC, but as a former minister from a developing country. So let us talk about what we can do to stabilize the climate and build resilient societies in Africa and throughout the world. Development is, as it should be, a priority. I know personally the destruction that climate-related disasters can wreak on years of development. But the world is asking for a lot. Develop, but don't do it in the carbon-intensive way that we did in the past. Therefore, it is a global responsibility to collectively work out how we do that. Every day this week, we'll be putting our heads together to discuss how to build resilience to climate risks, transition to a low-emission economy, and collaborate on solutions, transforming our economies through a just transition that benefits all sectors of society. Africa, the equal partner in this endeavor, is offering its huge potential. We already know innovation in Africa is astounding. So how can we accelerate this development through green technology and energy, and in doing so, taking the necessary actions to keep in 1.5 within reach. First, we must address finance. Climate action, just like everything else in life, costs money. Finance should be viewed in the context of mitigation and adaptation in addition to all of the other things. COP28 will be a critical moment to hold the line on temperature rise at 1.5 degrees Celsius. The world needs to reduce emissions by 43% from 2019 levels by 2030 to achieve this. And the IPCC reports the impacts will be far greater at anything above this, especially in certain parts of the world. So for starters, to hold this off, we immediately need to see delivery of the pledged $100 billion, a doubling of adaptation finance, the the substantial replenishment of the Green Climate Fund, a global finance system, public and finance, that is aligned with action and green. 
finance. I also committed to maximizing the opportunities available to us to build collaboration throughout the year between COPs. This Africa Climate Week is a good example on delivering just that. I want to see Africa Climate Week usher in climate action in three pivotal fronts. First, it must enable governments to amplify their contributions and commitments. Second, strengthen regional bonds and collaboration. And third, and perhaps most profoundly, empower local transformation so that African nations can come to COP28, which is less than 100 days away, in leading action and ambition. At COP28, the first global stock take will review our progress on climate action. No, we are not on track. Our response to those findings is a key opportunity to course correct towards a sustainable future. In addition, we must respond to those impacts we know cannot be averted through our approach to loss and damage and the operationalization of the fund and funding arrangements at COP28. And a quick look at the market. The market segment is powered by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. The Nigeria Securities Exchange or Share Index continued its upward momentum into a third consecutive session on Monday, having touched a new all-time high of 68,221 early in the session. Market sentiment has been driven by optimism surrounding Nigeria's economy due to favorable economic policies introduced by President Bola Tinubu's new administration, such as the removal of costly fuel subsidies, the unification of multiple exchange rates and the floating of the Naira. Simultaneously, most quoted firms, especially those in the telecom sector, have recently posted record earnings. Among single stocks, Dangote Sugar and Nascon both saw significant gains of 10% each driven by their recent merger argument with Dangote Rice. The South African rand was around 18.9 US dollar, its lowest in two weeks as the dollar held firm and amid renewed concerns over the domestic economy due to power cuts. In the past week, power utility ESCOM escalated load shading to stage four, following a period of alternating between stage one and stage three load shading due to a more favorable energy situation during the winter. These prolonged power disruptions have had adverse effects on economic activity and have contributed to persistent inflationary pressures in South Africa. On the macroeconomic front, South Africa's annual inflation rate dropped to a two-year low of 4.7% in July, marking the fourth consecutive month of disinflation since March 2023 and putting the headline CPI on course to reach the midpoint of the central bank's target range of 3 to 6%. And a quick trip around the world, Africa should develop regulatory mechanisms to supervise international credit rating agencies to avoid erroneous assessments that discourage investment. The joint report by the UN Economic Commission for Africa, UNECA, and the African Peer Review Mechanism say, despite positive economic projections, sovereign credit ratings in Africa are getting worse. Dubbed the African Sovereign Credit Review Media Outlook, the report says it is imperative for regulators to ensure accountability on inaccurate rating opinions issued in Africa. 
Africa. A solvent credit rating is an independent assessment of the credit worthiness of a country. It gives investors insights into the level of risk associated with investing in the debt of a particular country, including any political risk. The report further recommends that African countries should regulate the publication of ratings and a rating calendar so as to curb impromptu rating announcements that disrupt financial markets. In 2023, Standard & Poor's, Moody's, Investors Service and Fitch Group downgraded Ghana, Kenya, Nigeria, Egypt and Morocco, citing increasing government financing needs and pressures from the upcoming wall of Euro bond maturities combined with poorly structured terms of international bonds. Besides, the global credit rating agencies based their downgrades on weakening external liquidity position due to unfavorable sovereign exchange trajectory, the growth of debt service cost and the high yields on the eurobond financial markets. However, Nigeria and Kenya have rejected Moody's rating downgrades, citing a lack of understanding of the domestic environment by the rating agencies and that their fiscal situation and debt were not as bad as estimated in Moody's review. Thank you for always waking up with us, product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or just want to check out more stories, visit the website, that is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial and you can find me at the Dome.